0: What's up, you sweaty, sweaty gamers out there? Welcome to another episode of Casual Sweats, the only video game podcast you will ever need. My name is Josh. Joining the chat is Evan. Welcome, welcome, welcome. And we are going to talk about E3. We're going to talk about games we've been playing. We're going to talk about Jeff Keeley. We're going to talk about predictions for E3. We're going to talk about a very uncomfortable topic a little bit later on, two really, really bad choices. But first, Evan, before we get into anything, a follow-up from last week. I would like to know what your opinion of the current state of the NHL playoffs is. Goddamn pop quiz. Um, (laughs) Current state is
1: fantastic. It's exciting hockey based on the highlights that I've been watching. I've not watched many of the actual games, but Mm -hmm. I was talking about this earlier. I am blown away at the level that these players step up to when they go into the playoffs. And I don't know how, but, like, the NHL already is the best of the best. You get the regular season and then you get to the playoffs, but for some reason and somehow, well, not for some reason, they're all going for the Stanley Cup, but somehow they're able to take it up this other level where it's faster, the hits are harder, and, like, they, I I don't know how they do it. And, like, this is a different league since 2004, post-2004 lockout, where... Like the the game did change. It took a minute for it to pick up, but like the players are so incredibly fat. Like, best way to put it is it seems that they're doing video game like moves, the shit that you didn't think would be possible. And you're like, ah, that'll never happen. Like, they are doing that in the game in real time at full speed and with other players that are also the best of the best. Like, it makes no sense to me. And I'm an amateur, washed up hockey player who's currently playing men's league in a C level despite playing. ACHAD1 which is uh, i don't know some people compare it to d 3 doesn't really matter <laughs> the ch- the point is is I'm not like a good player but I've played competitively and like watching what these guys do it still doesn't make sense like they're just that level of play at this point so in short it's good from what I've seen That sounds exciting yeah and uh, I think it's still the greatest sport
0: back when I back when I was trying to be a sports boy because all my friends were sports boys Um, and that was the only way I could relate to them. I got very into hockey at one point, went to a few games. Um, I was a New Jersey devils fan because I lived in New Jersey and I was like, why not? Uh, and that's the
1: casual sweats. It's been a great (laughs) podcast, everyone.
0: (laughs) Um, and then I quickly, I quickly figured out that the devils were terrible. And so I became a flyers fan and that was not much better. Um, but it was, it was a good time. I I liked it back then, but it's, it's cool that it's kind of I I think I said this last week, but it sounds like the nineties basketball Renaissance, um, with like Jordan Stockton, you know, uh, Malone, like, um, Shaq Kobe, like it's, it sounds like that, that era. uh,
1: I mean, it could be, there's definitely a bunch of like studs in the league. Connor McDavid is a player that somehow makes other NHL players look silly. Uh, he and like several other players are, are similar to that. Uh, Leandra each of them has like their own unique thing. I mean, with Connor McDavid, he's just better all around. But, um, to toss it back to you, do you always call your friends that are into sports, sports boys?
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, I, I always say so, I always say it like in some kind of silly way. Uh, I mean, but you're kind of a sports boy now. Uh, i suppose
1: yeah i, I play yeah. sports
0: do you do, i mean is it offensive to you if i call you a sports boy
1: no no if you want to call me a sports boy go for it i can i can there there's a part of me though that recognizes that there would be an insecurity at one point in my life or if you called me a sports boy i'd be weirded out by it and like there i can just see that like as you say to a community what's up sports boys like we're about to talk about a conference, and I guarantee not one NHL, NBA, NFL award has come out and be like, "What's up, boy?" Well, "What's up, boys" is actually something that I would hear, but you know, yeah. we had many great boys and plays throughout the season. <laughs> like
0: it, I, but I the best think, of all the boys.
1: <laughs> a, yes, no, nobody would would appreciate that for some reason. I just feel like they're too. Uh, uh, you know, stereotypical manly.
0: Like. Yeah. There's too much testosterone, which exactly. I, th- I think that's part of it. There's, there's like a part of it. Like I'm all, it's like kind of a backhanded, like, haha, funny, but like, this is dumb. Um, I don't know. I, it's, it's funny that you called that out. Cause I just do that without thinking these days. Uh, but I think there is something to it where I'm like, this is dumb. So I'm just going to call them sports boys, but I, know.
1: I, yeah.
0: <laughs> what's the, I am curious though. What's the most imp like, Talking about like the level of play being so much higher. What's the most impressive thing you've seen lately, or like, what is one of the impressive things you've seen lately that like is crazy? Um, this isn't
1: quoting the playoffs specifically, but there was a player on Nashville, Philip Forsberg, who pulled off a, a a move that was called the Michigan move. There was a college player back nineteen like ninety six who was able to pick the puck up on his stick from behind the net. And he took it like a lacrosse stick and scored the goal. Like, I'm making hand motions to a group of listeners right now. So this makes very little sense. But he was behind the net, picked it up like a lacrosse stick in a sense, and was able to, you know, take his stick and turn around and, you know, put it into the net. Like the goalie was down uh, trying to cover the shot on the ice naturally. And uh, he avoided that. But Philip Forsberg, so this guy, Michigan, Mm -hmm. the Michigan move, stands still. He's behind the net, stops, does the move. Philip Forsberg was going full speed, was cutting around the net, and picked it up onto his stick and did the Michigan move all while probably skating 25 miles an hour. Like, with other like incredible players. Like, to me, that That's was probably insane. one of the most impressive things. But then again, if you watch any Connor McDavid highlights from any point throughout the year, he's consistently making people look silly. Good defensemen look like amateurs. And it's I've, n- I've honestly never seen it. And I think there was like a statistic that had he played a full season, he would have been close. And I hope I'm not wrong about this, but he could have been close to what Wayne Gretzky was doing within one of his, be- one of his best seasons. Wow! Uh, so he had a shortened season. If you obviously do the math and translate that to his average, like he would have done better. But the thing that's even crazier is that was old league. That was Wayne Gretzky pre lockout. And, The league is not that way anymore. The game is faster. It's more about speed, stick handling and everything. Like the fact that he's able to achieve that in this league is like like nobody thinks that anybody's ever gonna beat Wayne Gretzky's records. I don't know if that'll ever happen still, but the fact that he would even come close to potentially beating one is like speaks volumes about how good he is.
0: That's pretty crazy. Is it it's not illegal to like carry the puck on your stick like that?
1: No, I mean if you could successfully do it, it's not you can't palm or carry it with your hand naturally. You can kick the puck though, as long as it's not into the net, you can redirect it. If you just change the angle of your skate and it goes in, that's fine. But most of the stuff that would uh, like because it, it's not an advantage with your hockey stick; it's a flat surface essentially. Oh, it might true. have like yeah. a slight curve, but it's not like if somebody could hit your hockey stick, it could check you. Like you're not going to be successful trying to carry the puck down the ice like it's a lacrosse ball. So. Yeah.
0: That's crazy. That's crazy, man. I you're almost making me want to start watching hockey again.
1: Yeah, man, join the rest of the boy sports. sports Boys Sports I'll, Boys. Sports Boys.
0: Maybe maybe you'll get me to be a Sports Boy again. Uh I, I did it sports once. Boys, I'm sure boys I can do it again.
1: This is like the thematic oh, man. And then
0: and then we could start another podcast and call it the Sports Boys. <laughs> and we could talk about sports talk so address. much, so much sports.
1: Go um, sports.
0: That sounds that actually does sound really cool. Um that sounds thrilling. Do you know how much longer are the the playoffs going? How many more weeks do we have? Great
1: question. You've maxed out on my ability to answer Damn it. That at this point. Sorry. <laughs> I I'm honestly not trying to put you on the spot. I, no, 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 no. It it I, they're they're I think in this not the semifinals, quarterfinals and uh quickly approaching the semifinals. I mean there's a couple like Montreal just knocked out Winnipeg in a a sweep, so there's some. Evan, if you don't know the
0: teams, you don't have to make them up. Those those places. Montreal's
1: not actually a team. I'm sorry, I just started shouting out cities that were Canadian. I know (laughs) that's stereotyping. I'm sorry. No, they actually have teams there, and uh, Canadians one of the original six, along with Detroit. You won't see them in the playoffs because they're dog shit. We had a good 25 year Yeah, run. That's screw right.
0: the Red Wings. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, cool, man. I, I'm genuinely interested. I might try to check out a game or two before the playoffs are over. Um, speaking of hockey, though, Evan, what have you been playing this week? Because this has brought us to Progress Bar.
1: Josh, do, should
0: I guess? I want guess? you to take a guess. Do you want me to guess? Okay. I'll,
1: I'll give you a hint, too. I don't know if you're going to. Well, I'll give the hint if you're not close, but I have a okay. feeling you'll be on point.
0: Okay, let's see if I can get it without a hint. I have a feeling that it relates to ice. And I have a feeling that it relates to moving quickly along the ice. Curling. And I it's You're on okay, point. it's okay. Yeah. Yep, and and so I was going to guess that it was uh, uh EA Curling 2021. Yep. And okay, nice, nice. Mm-hmm. Um and how is that? It sounds very exciting. Curling just seems like a fantastic sport. I'm I'm very is. intrigued. How's is, how's is it going? Did you win all of the points?
1: Yeah, I don't know how curling actually goes, but I do watch it every time it's on the Winter Olympics. It's uh, kind it's of fascinating like to me
0: that yeah, it's fascinating to me that like because there's the brushing and then there's the pushing of the the rock, and I want to know which is harder. Is it harder to push the rock or is it harder to do the brushing?
1: Well, stone is one of the hardest minerals. Ah, okay, okay, okay. anyways, um. <laughs>
0: No, but I'm assuming you're playing hockey. Correct.
1: NHL 21. Still playing that. I have not played that as much as and I'm sure you would guess the second game.
0: Kirby's Dream Land. <laughs> totally.
1: Yes. On point. I'm not sure what that game is. Uh, <laughs> I literally never heard that in my life. Is that a game? <laughs> yes it is. Okay. Yeah,
0: it's a very old it's a very old Nintendo game.
1: Okay. Uh, no. Yeah, Warzone. Zone has been my my uh-huh. other game of choice here and is where all of the uh military boys I guess jump into <laughs> and play
0: the army boys yeah <laughs> army boys can you jump can you jump over rocks yet in warzone or uh that's a, a negative
1: a... and I actually okay. almost died because of that again and nice. literally directly quoted our podcast where I'm like it's season I, I don't know what's season, it's season 7 8 I'm not sure but season whatever and we still can't jump over rocks Mm. Yet to your point earlier, not today, but earlier in previous episodes, you can jump over a wall that it, like you can jump on a roof of a building as long as you look straight up, but for whatever reason, a rocks st- like causes the players to stumble up. So
0: I did not die sounds... in that
1: instance, but it sh- certainly prevented me from living beyond that game.
0: <laughs> it sounds like they need, uh, just better, better curriculum and boot camp. apparently Evan they just uh, I guess so yeah. they need to they need to cover they need to go all the way back and cover rocks before they cover walls and roofs but that's so.
1: probably their issue like guys we're going to cover climbing walls and jumping on rooftops
0: this and they're like could. of course you can jump over rocks we don't need to cover that and the guys are yeah. like wait a second rocks what what are you talking about we didn't nobody said anything about rocks
1: yeah the person breaks upon seeing a rock yet <laughs> meanwhile they can <laughs> jump over an object that is literally twice the height of them yeah. like you didn't explain rocks in this exercise here.
0: It just wasn't in their training. Yeah. Can't do it. Uh well good time any wins or anything like that? I'm like I'm putting you on the spot all over God. the place, I'm sorry. No,
1: no, unfortunately not. We uh we we've been, been we've been put into the sweatiest lobbies, which I think is pretty much anybody that's not playing twenty four seven or streaming for a living. So yeah. no, we've gotten zero dubs. Uh Man. honestly the best way to compare it is like the game of golf. I've golfed a Mm. few times. Every time I expect to potentially do well in golf, I never do. I know that I've got to play it more consistently. If I do want to do well, often rarely do that as well. And literally the end result's always the same. I'm usually frustrated and swearing by the end of it and then rage quit.
0: (laughs) And then it's got the potential. If you like work hard enough on it to be good at it, it has the potential to stop being fun. Um, which nobody wants so yeah you just have to balance that yeah mm-hmm. great um okay so i've been playing a couple of things still playing away at biomutant it's um not great but it's there's not really that much else out right now to play so i'm still <laughs> playing it um but it's it's really sad to me because it's it's got a lot of really good ideas it's just not it's not there um but the developer sounds like they're listening to feedback on it. So, like, it's it's a very small team. Um, but in in case people listening haven't heard of it, it's, it's set in a very, very, very far post-post-post-post-apocalyptic North America um, where corporations have ruined the planet with pollution and everything else. And then the humans left, and the animals that were left behind were left to deal with all this. And so they mutated because of all the pollutants and weird stuff left on earth. Um, and so now you have anthropomorphic like otters and foxes and like red pandas and all kinds of stuff running around with guns and eye patches, um, and swords and things like that. The language of the game is really fun. Um, like satellite dishes, uh, like they have their own names for everything. Satellite dishes are ping dishes. Um, uh guns like the, i have one gun that's like something something pew pew something like <laughs> they have their own like almost childish names for a lot of things um and it's got a lot of really good ideas but holy shit Does it talk so much, Evan? There's so much fucking talking in this game. There's a narrator that narrates goddamn everything. And then every time you talk to another character, they don't speak English. So they jabber in like whatever animal language, chipmunk ease that they speak. And then the narrator comes along and translates it. And then there's like text on the screen to tell you what they're saying, too. And the whole thing takes fucking forever there's there's and then there's so many just system after system after system like there's a crafting system there's a character upgrade system and there's like a a magic casting system and there's like there's so much happening in this game um it's so close to being really really good it's just not yet um but there is something about it like it's open world it looks pretty um it is kind of cool to run around as like a little whatever your character like red panda type of thing uh and just like fucking blast things um like he's a little badass so i'm gonna keep plugging away at it but uh it's it's not as good as i wanted it to be um and i was anticipating this game for a long time so
1: that's unfortunate and i'm not yeah sure it's it, what kind of user testing is done but there's certain games where ux and or uh components of the game that are like (laughs) integral to advancement such as crafting items like it just becomes too much where it's like i want to play the game to enjoy the plot but also you know have a little bit of that yeah but do they like uh, when's too much though and when do they actually look at that like how are they doing those tests like i swear to god if it's like a focus group of some sort or like whatever they call those like marketing meetings where they like pay people like 50 bucks to come in and tell them like what they think about games. Chances are their audience pool is dog shit. Like, well, are you going to base the future of your game off of that? Or are you going to actually look at it as objectively as possible? Like,
0: yeah. And BioMutant is, is made by a pretty small team. It's charming enough. So I'll keep plugging away at it. Maybe I'll have a, a different opinion next week. Um, super quickly, I'm still playing D d and I was particularly excited about what we did in our last session. so I'm going to summarize it for you as quickly as possible. All right so our party gets to a big city. I think I told you about this last week. It's my character's first time in a big city um so he's like having a ball it's great. There's a spring festival and there's a tournament um, but you can't get into the tournament unless you're like knighted or like some kind of nobility and we are not. but we were dead set on getting into the tournament. Our, our, the guy, the DM, the guy that's like running the campaign was not intending that, but we were like, we want to get into the tournament. So we were trying to figure out a way. So we devised a plan where we have like this big hulking, strong dude, um, in our party. So we devised a plan where there was a guy in the festival square, like doing arm wrestling competitions, um, like an NPC, like a, a person from the town. Um, and he's like also this huge, big, strong hulking guy that like everybody knows in the city. So we were like, okay, if we can set up a brawl between our guy and that guy and make it a public exhibition. And if our guy wins, then somebody's going to take notice and be like, you should be in the tournament. So that was our plan. So the way we went about this is my character bought a huge fucking firework from one of the vendors in the festival. um, And then like we went and spread word throughout the crowd that there was going to be like a huge event on the main stage in the center area. So everybody was like all abuzz already we went and talked to the strong guy and we were like, Hey, if we pay you like 10 silver, will you come and like fight our guy? And he was like, sure. So we got his like, go ahead. So then we went and talked to the stage hands at the main stage. And as soon as we walked up, the stage hand was like, Hey, are you the band? And we, so then we just rolled with it. We're like, yes, we're the band. And he was like, okay, you guys go on in five minutes. And we're like, okay, cool. So now we have like our stage time, right? So we get all ready. We get our, so then we go on, we get our whole party up on the stage, we shoot off the firework, like the entire crowd immediately, like we have their attention and they're all like, oh my God, this is amazing. Um, I cast a spell that like made everything glow in like this violet color. Um, and then one of our other party members cast a spell that was like four like lights dancing around so we had like spot- we had like a light show going we had the firework we had like and then one of our other party members cast like the smoke spell so we had like the fog so we like set up this like concert and then my character's a bard so like i played a song um for the crowd and like got them all like hyped up and they were like oh my god like it was going amazing and then um we introduced our like brawler we called the other brawler up to the stage we hosted a fight uh, our guy won. We got into the tournament. And so, next session is going to be us in the tournament um, doing whatever we're doing in the tournament. So, I'm very <laughs> excited. But, like, that to me, that's why I love playing D&D so much is because none of that was planned. That was all our idea. It all just kind of happened in the moment. And it was a fucking blast to do all that stuff. So, that's all I've been playing. So, Evan, the topic. Of the show this week. I know something that you're just dying to get into. Something Die. that you've been looking forward to. Since they canceled it last year. Yep. Something that is, is one of your great passions in life. Yep. E3. hmm And so Evan. I would like for you to tell us. As the, uh, the your co-host and the audience. Anybody that may not know. What is E3? What is the event of the, the millennium. Called E3. So, for listeners, I'm a frequent,
1: competitive, but also casual gamer in the sense that I don't really follow gaming news, outlets, podcasts, shows, whatever. I'll occasionally watch a streamer, but that's just about it. That said, if I were to guess what this is, I'd say probably a giant nerd fest with all due respect. Nerds, very smart people. (laughs) They do a lot of good things in the world. Where they flex and showcase their metaphorical pieces i.e. games and uh i i think the best comparison would be similar to apple where uh you know the black shirt jean wearing apple jesus would show up and detail (laughs) how this phone is so much better and how the charger won't work with the the new phone and you need new headphones in order to use it like i imagine it like any apple product release except this time all different types of publishers uh from the gaming world
0: yeah you're pretty close you're pretty close um apple jesus is one of my favorite i would i would love fan art of apple jesus i love that so much uh you're pretty close speaking of apple jesus we still don't know what the fucking verdict is from apple versus epic and i'm dying i need to know which tim won um
1: season one theme hating on cyberpunk 2077 season two theme what the fuck is going on with this apple versus epic trial
0: tim v tim who who is going to be victorious exactly um Yeah, man. So yeah, you're pretty close. So E3, E cubed, um, as you, (laughs) as you named it here in the outline, which I also love, uh, E3 is, yeah, it's a giant convention for publishers and video game developers and enthusiasts for the last few years to come together and celebrate video games. Uh, it's a chance for developers and publishers to show off their stuff to journalists. It's a chance for developers to get a publisher for their game if they don't have one yet. um, so it's still very industry focused, but um, yeah, it's it's very much just a almost week long celebration of video games and nerddom and new stuff, um, and it's very very exciting. It's my Super Bowl, Evan. As a matter of fact, if you'll allow me, Evan, I wrote a hi- I was inspired by you last season, <laughs> and I wrote a haiku about E three. If All you'll right. if you'll indulge Please. me, <clears throat> a haiku about E three. Gaming news galore. Video game Super Bowl. The best bowl of all. Counter
1: argument. I don't know if that's the best bowl of all. Any of my uh, Mary, Jen, Mary Jane friends out there. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, also, also a have very good cut bowl. Cut that from
1: the podcast potentially, <laughs> but it, we'll see.
0: Dude, Cecilia and I recently um, went to California because she graduated. Um, ah, congratulations man, to my beautiful very accomplished very smart wife um and uh she had never tried the mary jane really before um and so i bought a couple joints and some edibles from a a dispensary and we puff puffed one night and it had zero effect on her evan i was high as a fucking kite and she felt nothing i was like struggling to exist it sunk me dude i was deep it was it was rough uh that first question
1: what what were you encountering during that if you recall
0: it it wasn't it wasn't like encountering anything it wasn't like hallucinations or anything like that i was just like like, i it felt like i was like sinking so far into myself is the best way i can describe it that i was like i am having a hard time existing right now like literally that thought was in my brain like i like i'm holding on to just pure existence for, for dear life right now. That's, um,
1: and that's what I mean because like, you know, people will consider like, oh, am I going to see things? No, it's like you're, well, you will, you'll see things internally. You'll be very introspective. And if there's anything that you have not acknowledged, it's going to, you know, take a spotlight and put it right on it and you're not going to avoid it. So if you're sinking into your own existence and that is an uncomfortable feeling, I'm sure there's something there, but there definitely is. Well, we always like everybody has their, their demons
0: after (laughs) that. It was, it was great. Um, every, every night after that was great. I have been struggling with my own mortality lately though, too. Um, I'm just like, again, this is our 55 now. Yeah. Yeah. Actually 56. Thank you. Okay. Um, and, uh, people tell me I don't look a day over 49 though. So I appreciate that. (laughs) And, uh, no dude. I, I, this is just, this is our, our therapy. Um, like we said last week, but, uh-huh. or whenever, but I noticed some hair loss, like my hair was getting thinner in the back. Um, and I was like, I'm that's no, no, nope, no, nope, nope. Like my hair is, are are you, Oh, receding hairline in the front Re- for receding
1: you? Receding hairline. You Uh-oh.
0: betcha. I, I was like, my hair is, is probably like, I'm not saying I have great hair, but my hair is probably my best feature. Like if I don't have my hair, I don't have anything. And I was like, I cannot lose my hair. So I'm freaked out immediately. I signed up for keeps, um, shout out to keeps. Uh, it seems to be working pretty well. Um, so I have a topical solution and a pill that I take every day. Uh, but that like started me on a spiral, dude. It was like, man, I am going to die someday and it's starting. And this is terrible.
1: I, I think we talked about this at one point, but I'm, I work in digital marketing, as you know, and I'm increasingly concerned with how accurate most of the advertisements are. That said, mm. Hims hit me with an advertisement that had me concerned that it would be a future problem or a near future problem of erectile dysfunction. I started getting Uh-oh. not their hair campaigns, but their their advertisements that were like, <laughs> you got a soft soft hot dog and you need to use our pills for that and i was like i I legitimately questioned myself i was like but no this this isn't a problem but shit is this going to be like their algorithms are too damn accurate like i know they're listening to you i know that like anything that i say now i probably will see a hymns advertisement on my phone shortly after talking about this but you know seeing that i was like i was a bit concerned
0: (laughs) I love that you were like, wait, is this a problem? Do I do it? No, I don't think so. Yeah.
1: I, You know. <laughs> Just the fact that it
0: made you second guess yourself is great. Um, uh, Man. Anyway, video games. Am I right? Um, hey, What were we the only talking video about? game podcast that you'll ever need? <laughs> what were we talking? Oh, we were talking about E3. I was <laughs> right. I don't know how we got to ED from E3, but um, <laughs> they both start with E. So. So yeah, you were you were pretty close, Evan. E3 is basically a giant nerd fest for publishers and developers and stuff like that. Um, I would like to go before it becomes not a thing anymore, Evan. But why um,
1: do you why do you think that it's not going to be a thing though?
0: So there, it's they've had some trouble. Um, put me on a timer, Evan. Five minutes. We're going to go through this really quickly. So, e, e, the ESA has had some trouble over the last couple of years. So, um, I think it was back in 2018 or 2019. A ton of information about attendees, vendors, you know, publishers, developers, games journalists, everybody. That even some just um, people that were just going, like, had bought tickets um, that were not industry people that were going as enthusiasts. Their information got leaked, so it was like home addresses, names, you know, phone numbers, emails, all that kind of stuff. It was crazy. Um, and then the ESA never really apologized for it. They also get, I think it's, I think the last figure was eighty percent of their income. As, as an organization, ESA, uh, from E3 every year. So that it's a very lopsided organization as far as, like, where they're getting their funding from. And the ESA is important because the ESA is one of the biggest, if not the only, um, liaison between the games industry and the government. Um, and so essentially the ESA is responsible for keeping as little regulation uh, or keeping as much regulation out of the games industry as possible. Um, which is why we have the ESRB ratings because those are not government sanctioned. They are government sanctioned ratings, but they are not government established ratings. Um, and so that's like the video games industry's own way of regulating itself. Um, so you've got that. And so like people are worried that if anything ever happens to E3, which happened last year, it got canceled because of COVID. Um, the ESA is not going to last very long without E3. Um, so they need to figure out another way to earn money, um, And so people are are worried about how they're spending their funds and and how efficient an organization it is. And they're important. So uh, if they go away, the games industry is is kind of in trouble. Um, And then attendance just overall has been going down over the last few years too. So uh, because some developers and publishers like Sony, for instance, who's not attending again this year, feel like it's more efficient and effective for them to own their own messaging. So Sony's doing their own event, which they've done for a few years now. Um, And uh, I think... Uh, EA, I think it's EA every year that does uh, like a conference before E3 even starts usually. Um, so there's like certain publishers and developers that, that feel like if they own their own messaging, they don't have to pay for the cost of being part of E3. It's more effective. They're getting directly to their base. Uh, so it's just becoming less necessary, I guess, um, as an event, which makes me sad because it's like it's an event like I, it literally is my Super Bowl every year. It's, it's one of my favorite things. Um so I hope it doesn't go away, but one of these years I'd love to go before it does go away. So let's go next year if we can get there casually. I would spots. love to, man. Yeah. I don't know, but there there is something there's like magic to an event like when it's like all eyes are on one place for like 3 or 4 days and like there's an event going on it's it feels magical. So Um all you so that's e boys. All the gamer boys. Um but Evan, one thing that I thought um even as somebody who doesn't really pay attention to E3 that I thought you might be interested to talk about. Um, and I wanted to get your, your take on. So this year, the hosts for E3 are Greg Miller from kind of funny, formerly of IGN. Um, he, Colin Moriarty and a few other people split off. They formed kind of funny as their own company. It's still a video game. Um, I guess journalism slash coverage website. Um, so he's Greg Miller is one of the hosts this year. Um, Jackie Jing, who was a TV journalist, Um, and then she became a host and producer for IGN. Um, she's also hosting. And then there's an esports commentator named Alex Mendez who's hosting this year as well. But, um, one thing I was, I was thinking about was Greg Miller and Jackie Jing specifically work for video game coverage outlets. Like if you want to call them video games, journalists, sure. I think journalist is kind of a, it's kind of a strange word to use for video games, but, um, whatever. So like my thing is it seems weird and to me it's it's not a good thing for people that work for video game journalism websites or outlets to host events working directly with publishers or developers because then it's harder I think for them to be fair um, or as objective as possible when like reviewing games or covering games outside of that because like once you've been paid by a developer or a publisher it's hard to you know, it's, it's hard to like say a bad thing about a game um, that they made afterwards. Um, and you know, Greg and Jackie and Alex are not necessarily getting paid by those individual developers. They're getting paid by the ESA, but they're working closely with developers and publishers at E3. So it seems strange. I don't know. Um, but I, I feel like, I feel like you have a different take on it.
1: Well, they, they, they do have to talk about this. (laughs) They have to be in a close relationship with them if they're going to investigate them. But I don't see a problem inherently with this, but I I do think it's important that there's transparency with, uh, are they actually, are they being paid by anybody within the the ESA? Is ESA taking funding from any of these publishers uh, outside of the fact of showcasing their games for this event, because it's such a big revenue generator. Like, I think that is super important with any of this. Like look at the money trail where are things going are in every regard. Like you said, like it could be a dinner could just be something small like that. They're not actually taking payment to say anything positive, maybe avoid negative commentary, whatever. Like if there's nothing explicit like that and it's purely like a dinner, it's probably not great either, but you know, we'd have to look at that before we, we make a, I guess a claim on it as a whole. Like, I, I think that it's important that journalists are the ones that are kind of discussing these games or hosting in this event here, assuming that they're not actually, you know, taking all of that money or what have you. Like people are going to be drawn to them for that reason. Ah, this person's unbiased or this or that or whatever. Like it is possible for contracts to be out there where you don't actually have to give any particular bias. You speak honestly about it. Is it rare? Probably. Like nobody's going to want to say, "Hey, talk shit about my game and how bad Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven was." Like, <laughs> probably not going to happen. But, yeah. Nevertheless, like, they're 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 talking about it. They're people that uh, like people might look at them as uh, subject matter expert in a sense, providing unbiased views. And I think that draws its own crowd in some sense as a result of that. So I don't know if we can necessarily draw a blanket statement and say that just because they happen to be a journalist, like, can we blanket statement Jackie Jing, a TV journalist for IGN? IGN has probably taken money at some point from a game publisher. So is Jackie Chang- Jing's career down the wash because of that? Like, I don't think that's necessarily a fair assessment either. People can deviate away from what their publisher or
0: uh, employer might be doing. <clears throat> yeah, that's that's a fair take. Um and at the end of the game it's video games at the end of the game oh my god at the end of the day uh it's video games so you know it's not that big of a deal one way or another but yeah it seems weird to me but you're right like um the fact that jackie jing's company ign definitely has taken money from developers and publishers to like promote games at, at different points shouldn't mean that she should be called into question as a person um or like her opinion should be called into question but it's i don't know it seems fuzzy at best but i also this is a whole other thing i also think i have a personal like problem with greg miller these days (laughs) because because of some of the issues that uh have come up with like him and Colin Moriarty is one of my favorite people in the world. Colin Moriarty co-founded kind of funny. Um, he now runs sacred symbols, which is amazing. It's a PlayStation podcast. Um, but they like, they kind of threw him under the bus at one point and were very like very shitty to him. Um, so maybe I'm just carrying a grudge from that. And that's why I'm like, Greg
1: Miller shouldn't be hosting,
0: but Uh, to
1: your point though. I mean, like, Especially in today's times, like it's it's hard to trust people if they've at any point taken money from others. Like it's lobbyism, as, as you I think, yeah. pointed out earlier. Like, dude, yeah, do and you, kind of funny. You definitely,
0: that? yeah, kind of funny. Definitely hosts events for publishers, like and with publishers and developers. Um, so that I think is a strange relationship too, but. I'm I don't just know. saying, we'll, though, we'll if
1: one of those publishers came to us and said, we're going to pay you a boatload of money to speak kindly about this game, I'm selling out. Evan. I, am gonna, I am taking that cash and running with it. Call me Samuel L. Jackson from the Capital One commercial.
0: I'm gonna make <laughs> bank. In a heartbeat, Evan, please. Yeah. CD Projekt Red, if you want us to talk yeah. about Cyberpunk 2077, positively send us some money and we will hype that game like you would not believe but until then that's a fucking shitty game still
1: and i'm gonna talk shit about other people doing
0: it (laughs) that's right until i get part of the part of the (laughs) cash uh i think it's terrible dude Um, you
1: there was actually a thing about that like when when i used to see actors in a commercial i was like ooh, that's not good for their career Joke is on me. Like, they are clearly making bank off of that. I'll yeah. do a 30-second commercial if you're going to pay me 50 mil. Hell, yeah. Let's go.
0: Dude, Capital it's Capital so One, funny. the
1: only card that fits in your pocket or whatever the <laughs> fuck their, their <laughs> slogan is.
0: Every other credit card is too big for your pocket. <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> the card that's with you everywhere.
0: The card that you can have surgically inserted into your wrist. And What's just... in your butt? <laughs> this podcast totally not brought to you by capital one the only card that fits in your pocket capital one is the only credit card that fits in your pocket
1: what's the lowest amount that you would take to sell out
2: Probably CD Project
1: Red comes to you and they're like, Hey, we're going to pay you insert amount to talk everything positive about cyberpunk.
0: Probably less than you would guess. Uh, $1, I, I, okay, more than that, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I would sell out for a life changing amount of money. Like, if, if it was going to set, okay, if I could pay off, like, if I could pay for school with whatever amount of money somebody was going to pay me, yep, I'll sell out i okay. i will take i will take free education for whatever you would like me to do if you want to positively review the taste of shit for you know two hundred thousand dollars done okay
1: okay done. fifty fifty thousand cash right now
0: fifty grand to talk positively about c d. project red and really? cyberpunk yes yep done i would do it ten thousand um I would say. Let's fucking go.
1: I'm in. I would <laughs> take say it's my got money. Promise. Give me money.
0: <laughs> you wouldn't even split it with me either. You'd be like, "I'll just, I'll take the deal separately." No, no, just I, me. I'd,
1: I'd split it. I, I have other values associated with that, but still, I would fucking take that money. Listen, we're gonna, we're going to get paid. Like,
0: all right, CD Project I, Red, hit us up. <laughs> give us like some a of those, uh, and review us
1: and help us, uh, you know, grow our list here so we can take money. Yeah, give us to some sell of
0: those- b- bendels or whatever the whatever their currency is over there i don't Yeah,
1: probably Zuckerbucks.
0: bucks i'm probably making that up but um yeah man i i, I would definitely sell out I, I can't hold that against them i guess um evan let's talk about predictions really quickly and <laughs> for e3 uh before we move on so i have a whole list here i'm not going to go through the whole list um i wrote out some things that i thought we might see at e3 <clears throat> but specifically, I thought, again, because E3 is, is your passion, it's something you I look love forward it. to every year. Mm-hmm. I, I thought maybe you might have some thoughts on Starfield. What do you think about Starfield and what we're going to see about Starfield this year? Never
1: E3? heard of it. What the fuck are we talking <laughs> about right now?
0: It's a new game coming from Bethesda. Um, they teased it like years ago, I think 2017 or something like that. Um, we've seen very little about it, but it's supposed to be a huge, massive uh, RPG like in the vein of like elder scrolls and skyrim and all those, but like in space. So I'm excited about it. It's probably going to be exclusive to Xbox consoles though, which I'm not excited about because Microsoft bought Xbox, but whatever. Um, how about Elden ring? Any thoughts on Elden ring? Uh,
1: I heard a lot of hype about it. Also, what is Elden? El- elder
0: ring. I said Elden, Elden <laughs> ring. Elden ring is the next game from Miyazaki. I think, um, who is the, uh, creator of the dark souls games i want to make sure that's true that's not true miyazaki <laughs> is related to studio ghibli same um,
1: creator of super mario and super mario kart mm-hmm, Comes and, the
0: yeah uh, so it's not miyazaki but it's it's from the creator of um a game the dark souls games um and demon souls uh and he's making another game uh in um in conjunction or like with help from George R. R. Martin. Um so, uh, of Game I, of Thrones fame. So
1: I'm glad you brought that up. I actually had heard about that and that if from what I've heard, and this is very surface level, but that George R. 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 George R. R. Martin. George R, R. R. Martin. R- 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 <laughs> I would just turn into seals every or 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 he's very uh he kinda of looks I like I feel a like seal. he's kind of like a George Lucas character, like where he's very uh close with whatever he creates and that he wants a certain vision. Yeah.
0: yeah, he yeah, that he's he's very bad. particular. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he does strike me as a George Lucas kind of guy. He's like um eccentric. He seems very eccentric. Um maybe like a, a little maybe a little crazy. Uh see you did know about that one, Evan.
1: I, I really don't know much about uh George Lucas either. So that was a fucking long shot. Like boom. Is he nice very, job? Like, yeah there we go yeah, yeah we he do. is
0: he is like that um we'll, we'll just cut all that out and you'll look like you knew exactly what you were talking exactly about. Yeah, it's perfect. fine um i i would like to see more tony hawk remasters announced uh i think we both agree that one and two is fantastic um and we want more of that um Can, i think you played it, that right
1: uh not the the most recent ones but I, i'm curious is her soundtrack still as good too
0: um, a lot of the soundtrack is still intact. Most of it. I think there so are pieces missing. But yes. Okay. Yeah. It's it's just it's nostalgia overload. If you have not played the remasters yet, you should. They're fantastic.
1: It's it's on my list of games that I do want to jump back into. I mean, just even watching those trailers back when we talked about it uh probably a little less than a year ago at this point, but it's really good. Nostalgia overload, as you <laughs> put it, like seriously, so many games you i used to literally fire up my ps4 to listen to the music shout out to nhl 2003 fantastic soundtrack (laughs) and they offered the ability to skip songs that were dog shit so i'm into it
0: i don't remember if it was burnout paradise or burnout domination but like the soundtrack one of those games one of those burnout games also had a like bang soundtrack it was great um lots of uh lots of um What's the edgy rocker girl from the early two thousands? Avril Levine. Avril Lavigne. Avril Lavigne. Edgy yep. rocker girl. I don't lots, know about that. That was that was her whole persona, dude. Come she on. was not edgy, but she was trying no, to be edgy. Eh, she, she was is. like, I wear boys' clothes. I'm edgy. Yeah, I um, got a fucking vans on right now. <laughs> lots of I lots scared. of Avril Lavigne on on those burnout games. Uh, it was it, great.
1: Real quick, uh, Need for Speed. Also, fantastic soundtrack.
0: Evan, what, what are you looking for from E3? Any predictions from you?
1: Um, from what I've seen so far, honestly the only game that I outside of Tony Hawk, which I'd be interested in, but I also already have games at my disposal to enjoy from that. GTA six. GTA
0: I, six, let's go.
1: A GTA six. If if it does come true and like is is actually everything that they, they've talked about, I am in and as far as I know of, for background, it's basically a combination of all of the different games in the past and the maps and cities and such. Josh, am I am I on the right track so far?
0: That's what the rumor is. The rumor I, is that they're combining all the best things from like Vice City, Liberty City Store, yeah, Liberty City Stories, like four, five, like, yeah. San Andreas. Oh, yeah, San Andreas. Was
1: <coughs> one of my favorite games and the whole open world concept was like so crazy, uh, crazy to me at the time. So the fact that they can combine all of these different ones together, I mean, they're still very active in their online community too. Uh, yeah. I'm sure there's a big part of the community driven effort where they're contributing to it, but it's, uh, <clears throat> it's something I haven't gotten into in a while, but it's one of those games that I've wanted to, to get my feet wet, wet get back into it. And, well. Uh,
0: it Next time we stream together, we can take a we can take a look at GTA Five Online because we both have it now. So there we go. That's that's a possibility. Um, all right, man. Is that it? Free three? Anything else you want to talk about E three wise? No. I think we covered it. It's that's all you need to know. The safe only to say
1: podcast you'll ever need.
0: Yeah, people, you don't even have to like check out E three this year. You just come here and we'll tell you everything about it. Um, we will be talking about it after it happens, but we have to wait until it happens. Um, but I, I know, Evan, it's, it's one of your favorite things in the world. And so I just want totally. to make sure like, it's my,
1: uh, my boys bowl.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, Evan, we got questions this week from real human okay. people. So if you want, we can talk about questions from real human please,
1: people. Please. let's. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, humans, what are you chatting
1: about today, <laughs> you real human people?
0: Fellow humans. Um. All right, first question, Evan, is from Ben Young. I don't who like that guy. You Next might question. remember, yeah, he's an awful human being. He was on our Game of the Year episode. Um. Totally fucked it up. Just the <laughs> biggest Nintendo fanboy you'll ever meet. Um. No, Ben's a, a lovely person. Yeah, he's but a great person. Ben asks... What is your game of the year so far? Why is it Mass Effect Legendary Edition and why do you think no game will come close to its perfection for the rest of the year? Well,
1: Ben, I'm still playing Call of Duty Warfare, so I don't know if I can effectively answer this, but that's <laughs> still my game of the year, the game I've been playing most. And what is Mass Effect uh, Legendary? Is that what you said?
0: Yep, yeah, yeah. So, picture picture and effect, right? Like there's cause and effect. Right. Um, so picture um uh, I'll Picture a, a, just a huge cause massive. and then a massive effect, right? And it's the game is about, it's a physics game, and it's about cause, and it teaches at an elementary level cause and effect, but it teaches it on a really large scale to keep it interesting for the children.
1: Um, yeah, that sounds very, very interesting, Ben. I'm glad you asked that question. I'm going to toss that over to Josh. Uh, thanks for your question, Ben. You're a great human. <laughs> Don't mean to knock on you.
0: Um, yeah, Ben, I learned about cause and effect when I was in middle school. And so I think I'll be skipping the remaster Uh, because i learned all about this already so um i think i'm good i think i'm set uh but tell us how you feel about it ben tell us all the best parts of it
1: why should we care about mass effect whatever
0: (laughs) title tell us all the best causes and the best effects that you experience um and then maybe we'll talk about it here on the podcast um so yeah so that's ben's question (laughs) I feel like an asshole not actually addressing uh, the actual question.
1: I, I have no idea how to address a question about a game I've never heard of. I'm sorry, Ben, but uh, uh, you know, the only video game <laughs> podcast you'll ever need.
0: Um, Ben, Evan is not a huge RPG uh, purveyor. Um, so Mass Effect was a very old uh, RPG. Uh, 2008, I think, was when the first one came out. Um, but it's it's an RPG set in space. Um, with uh, a continuing story from one, two, and three, and like your decisions in each game would carry over to the next game. It would look at your previous save file, it would carry those decisions. Um, and so like each each game would affect like the story in the next game. It was revolutionary at the time, and they just remastered them, um, and re-released them. So a lot of people love those games. Um, I think I only ever played a little bit of two. Um, and I know that's a crime, uh, for RPG lovers. I should go back and play those, but. Uh, not high on my priority list right now. I'm too busy with a mediocre game to to jump in to a remaster of a legendary RPG. So
1: I think that (laughs) game is important, but I will also say I do my very best to bury my past. If I don't like it, I'm going to cover that shit up. Let's sweep it under the rug. I don't want (laughs) to replay all of my mistakes based on a decision that I made when I was 17 years old. That's fair. Not me.
0: That's fair. So, what it what would be your game of the year so far this year? <laughs> Chell? No,
1: no, God, no! Terrible UX. I can't get over it. I don't want to have to click three times to confirm. <laughs> are the you same sure you decision. want to start this game?
0: But are you sure? Uh, <laughs>
1: yeah. Are you sure you want to quit? Yeah. No. Definitely positive. Uh, game of the year. I mean, I, I don't. I do feel severely underqualified for this, but I'm still I'm still into Warzone as much as I hate so much of it. Like the fact that I'm jumping into the sweaty lobbies, I'm still playing it. So yeah, I have to to say that I'm still into that. I'm still also into Ghost of Tsushima, but I haven't played that as much. Uh, they've done a few things on the online side of it, which I think are pretty cool, and I'm trying to convince other friends to get into it. But
0: yeah, we should jump uh, into Legends mode together, actually. Yeah, um, one definitely. of these days yeah because i haven't touched that part of it at all but i've heard really good things
1: Um, all right well we know we're
0: playing yeah 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 uh i think my game of the year so far is probably resident evil 8 um i was actually playing it a little bit earlier today before i got that migraine um i'm gonna play through the whole thing again um with all of my weapons from the first run um and i may do it a couple times it's It's a really fun game. It's a good mix between all the different um, feels of previous games. So I really enjoy it. And then Andrew Tenbush, uh, who is a friend of mine, also a donor. I think Ben was, too, um, to our Extra Life uh, event last year. Andrew asks, what upcoming game are you most excited for? That's question one. So let's, let's go there first. What upcoming game are you most excited for?
1: Based on our conversation, I'm excited about GTA Six. I gotta play Gta five. I'm sorry, it's been out for a long time. Great game from everything that I've heard, but i I'm very excited about GTA six. I think what they're trying to do there is gonna be pretty, uh, pretty incredible. I mean, like it Nostalgia Overdrive, I would probably yeah. anticipate a level of a lot of the soundtracks that you'd heard already from those previous games that, like, Dude, there's many times where I'll like throw on Spotify. Spotify has things like Discover Weekly. This is not a paid plug either. They have a fantastic algorithm where I've found music from games that I used to play that I have not heard in forever, and I will end up saving them as a result. And GTA is like a game that... Infinite soundtrack of uh, different songs that just always immediately take me back to a time of playing that game. And uh, I think I, w- I would be surprised if they don't incorporate you know a great soundtrack again within each of the or within this new game
0: yeah gta 5 continues that by the way once you get into it i think you'll like the soundtrack in that one too um I believe it is is san andreas the last gta game you played um i did play i mean
1: i played a little bit of, of gta 5 but like literally so minimal that like i honestly I've, I've just said that uh. i haven't really played it because like i i i got to the first scene i had been previously a PlayStation player all my life and then played this one on PS or, uh, on PC and my controls were not binded correctly. And for whatever reason, I ended uh, up dying s- 10 times in the opening scene. <laughs> and so that I was heist? like, "Yep, yeah, I'm going to have to. Yeah, exactly. Like literally the yeah. opening heist that like, press this key. But like I would press that key and it wouldn't do anything. So yeah. I ended up jumping out of the game.
0: Got it. It's um, it's surprisingly well written for a GTA game. Like they're, you know, it's it's not like people go to them for their story necessarily, but GTA five is pretty good, pretty good story. Um, and it still has all the crazy shenanigans you can get up to. What um, do you
1: go into GTA for, Josh? The, if you were dude, doing...
0: the the crime and the hookers, obviously, just like everybody else. Um, <laughs> bang and, bang, and, and the Grand Theft Auto.
1: <laughs> so. <laughs> Uh, how many stars can you rack up without telling yeah. And
0: how long? What, yeah. what else What else are people going to GTA for? Um, I think my the game that I'm most excited about is actually coming out in a few days. Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Right now, that's the game I'm most excited about uh, because that's a game that we know when it's coming out and we know what it's going to be. Um, Elden Ring is is very exciting to me. GTA 6 is very exciting to me. But Ratchet and Clank is out on the 11th um i'm very excited so andrew's second question he put them both in one question as like a two-part question but they're completely unrelated and they're separate questions but his second question is when will the new gen consoles be consistently in stock evan when will you be able to walk in to a store and choose on the shelf between a ps5 and an xbox one x
1: uh, fantastic question i have not actually seen them anywhere online and i'm confident that in stores the equivalent to that i'd like to know the same thing uh who can we ask <laughs> where can i get the fucking new system because i've literally been looking around and have had zero success i'm not going to pay for bots and scalpers are pieces of shit shout out to Blood. season seven or season it just one, so happens episode seven.
0: <laughs> just so happens we have jim ryan on the line uh sony's ceo jim go ahead
2: um yes uh ps5s are going to be in short supply um all the way through probably the end of 2022 due to supply constraints and components and chipsets um we apologize for the inconvenience and um we would just like to remind everyone that we are trying to release as much software on the ps4 as well in order to bridge that gap and by the way, Capital One, the only credit card that can fit in your pocket. <laughs> My appearance today brought to you by Subway. Eat fresh. <laughs> this has been Kermit the Frog Muppeting Jim Ryan. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, who knows, man? Sony did say that supply constraints are, are going to be a problem all the way through probably the end of 2022. Um, Dope. So... Who knows if they'll be a little easier to get before then, but you probably will not be able to walk into a store and buy a PS5 easily until holiday 2022, maybe early 2023. Well, Jim, thank you
1: for attending. Appreciate your appearance here today.
2: Pleasure to be here, and um, I will talk to you soon.
0: I don't know why Jim Ryan to me is a Muppet, but he is a Muppet. We Um, should
1: find a clip and insert that in here because (laughs) I'm genuinely curious now.
0: Uh, yeah, I have no idea why he comes out that way to me, but he does. Um, all right, those were the questions Evan from the actual human people, but we have something else. You didn't ask; did we answer.
1: Josh, speaking of things that make you moist, or uh-huh. in this case, wet, uh, excited.
2: Um, sorry, I'm still on the line, and this is very uncomfortable. <laughs> um, all right, let me hang up first. Hey, James. <laughs>
1: Josh, the question today, eternally itchy or eternally wet?
0: I hate this question so much. I hate everything about this question because as soon as I feel like I've landed on an answer, I think of actually living with that every day of my life for the rest of my life. And I can't do it. I can't commit. I want to say wet, eternally wet is my answer, but imagine evan being eternally wet how wet are we talking about like what's the level of wet is it like drenched am i dripping everywhere am i just like
1: are we raisin tipped uh,
0: yeah that's i'd like am i always pruny? Yeah. like am i leaving puddles if i sit down somewhere like am if i'm touching electronic items like am i break am i you Ooh. know breaking them you know like if, if i try to play a video game am i breaking my controller by like getting it too wet you know like What's, what is oh, the sweaty, level of wet we're talking spaghetti about? Or whatever that line goes. You can, dude, you can never be comfortable in bed. You can never be comfortable on a couch. You can never be comfortable out in public. Your clothes are just going to be wet in weird places all the time. Um, but the alternative is eternally itchy. And that's, dude, being itchy is the worst thing in the world. I don't know if you remember when you had chicken pox, but I, I got them late. I was like 15. So I vividly remember having chicken pox and it was torturous it was horrible
1: i don't but i'd still rather be super wet rather than itchy like <laughs>
0: you'd rather be the most wet the than most at all wet. itchy i
1: like all of those things are the same characteristics that you'll experience while being itchy and none of that like you're never going to get comfortable you're always going to have that itch like that just doesn't go away uh, it'd be like the mosquito in the room like you you cannot yeah. ignore the fact that you're itchy you can probably not ignore but you can deal with the idea of being wet
0: if you're just eternally wet do you just like sleep in a bed ba- do you just sleep in a bathtub for the rest of your life just like fill up well, a bathtub I mean,
1: it's, and it's gonna continue to make you like well you're eternally wet yeah that's silly uh You you wouldn't, I mean, there's no reason to increase your your chances of that. Like, I feel like there's still that's true. You
0: don't need to add to it.
1: Are you eternally sweaty or wet? Like, can you somehow put some type of material? God, the questions of life. I don't know if I'll answer these here,
0: but you should just invest in like all of your clothes should be moisture wicking, and hopefully, moisture wicking technology would eventually catch up to the level of wet you are, whatever that is. And then you would you would technically be eternally wet, but your clothes would be wicking it all away. And And this
1: podcast has been sponsored by Nike's Dry Fit, (laughs) the only clothes that keep you eternally dry when you're wet.
0: The only shorts that can hold a Capital One credit card. (laughs) Uh, I I think eternally wet is my answer, although both of these sound terrible. I'm
1: going with that. And like are we talking eternally itchy in one particular spot or wet in one particular spot too? I mean like I have more questions. That's
0: an interesting wrinkle. If it was eternally wet in one particular spot, I would just make it like my foot.
1: Itchy or wet? Wet. I was like itchy. That's the worst spot.
0: No, if it was eternally itchy, I would, I would want it to be like your asshole.
1: You're just like constantly scratching as (laughs) hard as you can sorry i'm in a meeting but But my ass is so itchy right now
0: but then you could remedy that with like you just stick a corn cob up there and then would that
1: be (laughs) what does a corn cob do for an itchy asshole
0: i i mean wouldn't that be some kind of a relief like if you're you know you just like stick that up there and then it's i don't know
1: (laughs) now eternal anal tears
0: I'm not talking about like a huge corn cob, just like a well, smallish. What size?
1: Like average? What
0: do we- I don't know. Whatever How size about- your asshole is. <laughs> I'm sure there's I'm whatever sure you size can- your asshole
1: is better fit. You're about to shove a corn cob up it.
0: Uh, you can just ex- you can try different ones and find one that fits. I'm sure you know there's there's one out there, but I feel like that would be some kind of relief. Like sticking if you stick something up there, at least there's a little bit of some. You know, I don't know. In this, this episode really it's been brought weird. to you
1: by KY Jelly. <laughs> the only jelly that you need to shove a corn up your your cop.
0: Oh man. Uh um. Hey
1: Josh, what's the difference between jam and jelly? Oh god. I won't jam my dick. Fuck. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> you can't jelly a dick
0: down your throat. <laughs> I was co- I was going a completely different direction in my head, and that totally sideswiped me. Oh my god! Um, great, that's a perfect note to end on. That's the end of the podcast. The and- only
1: gaming podcast you'll ever need.
0: We did it. We had some fun. <clears throat> somehow, uh, somehow, in this episode, Evan, we talked about erectile dysfunction, corn cobs up your butt, jamming, j- jamming dicks places, or jellying, or jellying uh. dicks places. Um, gr- just quality content. This is why people come back every week. Um, Make sure
1: you leave a question about anything that's whew. on your mind. Clearly we'll jump around.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah. So that's <laughs> going to do it for the podcast. And uh, if you like this, what we're doing, whatever this is, you could leave us a review on iTunes. You could email us with a question. It's casual sweats at gmail.com. Um, you could find us on Facebook. It's casual sweats pod. Uh, or facebook.com slash casual sweats pod. you could leave us a comment or a, a whatever there you could tell us how inappropriate this episode was um yeah I think that's all the things oh and Evan hey I did I did look it up that medication you were asking about is called valtrex it should help to clear up that rash that you've got. Um, I, I just wanted to make sure before we hopped off that you, you know I, I did do the research. I, I found it. So also
1: not a paid uh, promotion. Shout out to <laughs> Baltrax. So, <laughs>
0: um, yeah, and that's gonna do it for this episode of <laughs> Casual Sweats. Um, so hope hope you guys had fun. Um, I think we had fun. And uh, until next time, stay, stay sweaty.
1: sweaty.